Hello, my friends, and welcome to the Detour to Neverland podcast. I'm your host, Brendan Wright, with your go-to podcast for interviews with Disney fanatics just like you. Now, let's sit back, relax, think happy thoughts, and take our Detour to Neverland with this week's episode. Welcome to episode 10 of Detour to Neverland. With us today are Nicole and Wayne, who I'm so excited for you guys to hear their story. I'm so thrilled that we have this podcast to serve as a platform to not only share um, Disney inspiration, but also just to hear amazing Disney stories and ways that Disney has played such a huge role in people's lives. So Nicole and Wayne, if you can go ahead and introduce yourself, tell us maybe just a little glimpse of your Disney story, and then we can jump into the details after that. Sounds good. Um, I'm Nicole Ludwick. Um, Wayne and I have been married now since 2012. We've been together since 2011, and our love story began on the Disney Magic. Yes, I was a cast member on the Disney Magic. I was a assistant restaurant manager, and uh, the way that we met was Nicole was a guest on the ship, and she had a food allergy every night. I had to come and speak to her about her food preference and order for the next day and to make sure that the food that was served that evening was um, prepared away from the elements for allergies and um, and funny enough one night I was closing up the dining room and Nicole came back to the dining room to invite me for a drink at the bar and um, being an officer of the ship and for Disney uh, it was our etiquette to you know comply to guest requests you know in situations like that but I did what no Disney cast members should do and I said no and I declined the offer because of my uh, crew I could hear nobody working behind me you know cleaning up the dining room and everything and um, I was just being a more an example to them because, you know, like everybody knows that they will get into a lot of trouble if they do. And uh, Nicole left, she was a little disappointed and I could see that. And that was pretty much the last time we spoke uh, on her cruise. And um, she left a couple of days after that, their cruise finished up. And um, a couple of weeks after her cruise, she friend a friend requested me on Facebook and uh, we started chatting over Facebook and then, you know, escalated to calling each other when I was near American shore. And sometimes it was like four in the morning, you know, when I was opening up the buffet on the um, upstairs. So, and then I was going back to South Africa for vacation and Nicole just said that um, she'll see me there, which was uh, a big surprise for me because we don't really know each other and she's never been to Africa and such and she really did it. She jumped on the plane and came to Cape Town, South Africa and I showed her the whole country, took on a, a seven day safari up in the Kruger National Park and uh, towards the end of her visit she said that uh, you're moving to Amish country, Lancaster, Pennsylvania, which I didn't know what anything was and uh, I came over and the rest was history. 
Awesome. That uh, I, I suppose that our listeners now, after I heard just a little glimpse of that story as well, just chatting with Nicole before uh, we got on air, that any Disney fan is just salivating over this over this story, and, and everybody, I'm sure, is so jealous and, and also so happy that Disney was able to ultimately bring you guys together. So, Nicole, from your point of view, you know, what got you on that ship, and then what was it? that you know the magic of meeting Wayne on the ship uh that then led you to take all those steps to to pursue him well I don't know what it was it was truly a magical experience when I first saw Wayne I was completely like enamored by him and then the first time I actually spoke with him I just felt this amazing chemistry that I've never felt in my life before um I was with my family, so it was really a family vacation and time, you know, to spend time together. Um, But the entire trip, I just kept thinking of Wayne. And really, we only saw each other at dinner time. Um, And then that night when I went back, um, I think it was maybe two nights before the cruise ended, um, I got up the courage to go and talk to him. And I don't even know where that courage came from. Um, but I, I did it and he said no. And I just walked away in like complete disappointment. Um, but I just knew that that wasn't the end for us. So I went home, um, left the cruise ship, proceeded on with my life. Um, I'm a nurse and I was at work a few weeks later and I just couldn't stop thinking about Wayne and a coworker that I hadn't spoke with um, in a few weeks. I finally saw her. We were good friends and she was asking me about the trip and I was telling her about Wayne and I said, you know, he's from South Africa and I know that we'll, you know, it would be so difficult for us to be together but I know I'm going to marry him someday. And we just started laughing and just, you know, joking around about it. Um, And honestly, on the cruise ship, their cast member tags only have their first name and the country that they're from, the same as in the parks. And so I just kept thinking, you know, how on earth will I find him? And a few nights later, um, I started going through like all the paperwork from the cruise ship and found the um, there's little tickets that you get um, at that time. I don't know if they still do this, but to tip your um, your the staff that kind of travels with you each night from dining room to dining room. And that little ticket, that little tip ticket had Wayne's first and last name on it. So I was like, this is it. This is my opportunity. So I went on Facebook and I looked him up and I friend requested him and he um, accepted my friend request and I was super excited. Um, But as you know, they, I'm sure everybody knows the cruise ship employees work so hard and such long hours and Wayne and I really didn't um, connect that often for the first two months, I would say. And then after that, it just sort of progressed into Skyping each other. And, um, you know, I we were trying to figure out Wayne's contract ended the end of April on the Disney Magic. And we were trying to figure out how we were going to meet um, after that because they pretty, Wayne um, had to go back to South Africa. He'd been gone for quite a few months. And, um, 
really the only thing I could think of was, well, I'll, I'll come to you um, because it's easy for me with a U.S. passport to just go over there. And it was such a leap of faith. But I figured, you know, well, if he's good enough for Disney, then I trust him. <laughs> and I don't know, you know, I don't know what it was that made me have that trust, but it was truly magical. I just, I cannot even explain that feeling. And, you know, it hasn't been easy. Wayne is from very far away and he sacrificed so much to be with me here in the U.S. Um, you know, he he doesn't get to see his family and friends that often, but we have persevered and um, wouldn't change it for the world. So when you were going through that process of getting to know each other and you, you know, you mentioned that you weren't able to connect too often, but what role did Disney play in kind of the evolution of your relationship? Well, the role that uh, Disney played was, you know, everything is magic. You know, everything, if there's a dream, it will become a reality. And I think that's pretty much what our situation was, was that both of us had a dream and it became a reality. You know, it's like, you know, fairy dust happens. You know, it was the, the really, truly standing in front of the castle when the show is going on and Tinkerbell flies over Main Street, you know, that's that feeling that you get. And I mean, Disney was the whole, if Nicole didn't go on a Disney cruise, this would never happen. And I think that's Nicole going on a Disney cruise, which was their family dream to go on a Disney cruise together. And ultimately, our marriage came from that. Cool. So I know you guys have now made the plunge and you're uh, Walt Disney World annual pass holders. So now that you get to visit Disney more often, is it just kind of reliving those same moments again? And, and how has your love for Disney um, evolved since you have much better access to the parks now? Well, our, our love for Disney has always been there. You know, uh, even though when we when I moved over, when we were living up in Pennsylvania, um, we were coming down once a year and spending, you know, a week, two weeks in the park um, just to relive, you know, everything with Disney because, you know, our love for Disney is that strong. And then when we made the uh, decision to move down uh, because of her family all lives down here and I was just uh, tired of shoveling snow, um, it was a better connection to be down here and being an annual pass holder and that and being at the parks every weekend um, is just the and I think everybody that listens to this podcast can relate is your feeling that you you know no matter which park you walk into is that feeling that you get even just driving you know on uh, the road coming through the sign towards Magic Kingdom you know everybody gets that little kid feeling the excitement and everything um, that's our love, my love, especially, you know, going back to the park every time. Um, everything that Nicole is doing now that we are doing, you know, with Nicole getting all excited and her built up for her building herself up every weekend with what ears are she going to wear? You know, she's got a, a, a collection of ears here that's, you know, I think she hasn't even got to maybe half of them yet 
which she's still going to get to, but it's all personalized ears that she's trying to get out there to the folks to see and um, creating a um, costume for the day that's going to be the theme for her, what she wants to do. And just being a part of that feeling, that excitement that she has for that, you know, it's just, it's, it's unexplainable actually. And a lot of it comes from the fact that um, Wayne's family is all in South Africa. And so they would get so excited that we were going to the parks and Wayne would actually FaceTime with them. So they would be able to see some of the shows and things like that. And my love for just, you know, Disney fashion and things like that, trying to create outfits um, it just made them more excited to see like, oh, what is Nicole going to wear today? And which ears is she going to have on? And we just started doing photos for them. And um, it just made actually our love grow because whenever I would say to Wayne, you know, what, you know, what pose should I do? Or I'm, you know, I feel a little awkward in this picture. He would be like, just be yourself. And it really just those little things that, those little moments that we have together at Disney, it just, it's it, unexplainable. Yeah. It just shows how much, how much Disney brings people together and um, helps, helps your love grow. Yeah, it's, our, it's us together. And also, like Nicole said, you know, my family and my folks will probably never make it to Disney, you know, and never actually feel the magic of Disney and sharing it with them over FaceTiming and the pictures that we take and things like that. They can experience that firsthand and feel like that they are there. Like when a show goes on on Main Street and on FaceTime with my mom, she feels like she's actually living it herself, being there right there at the moment, standing next to her son, you know. Our story has brought so much joy to people everywhere I go you know if somebody knows our story they're like oh tell everyone your story they think it's it's so great and I feel like our story is everything that Disney encompasses meaning that it took so much courage and hope and love to make this happen and I feel like that's everything that that Walt Disney had to make his dream come true. Absolutely. I'm just picturing that if you guys had met on a Royal Caribbean cruise, then it probably <laughs> wouldn't have been the same outcome that I think that you're, that you're exactly right. That, that it did take that special touch of Disney magic um, to give you guys the courage and the, the passion to go forward and ultimately end up where you guys are today. Well, it's funny that you said Royal Caribbean because we actually went on a Royal Caribbean cruise back in 2015, <laughs> and um, we uh, that's we were sailing out of Port Bayonne in New Jersey, and it was a 10-day cruise down into the Caribbean. And as we drove to um, the port, because it was close enough just to drive there, um, I was keeping on reminding Nicole, "Listen, this is not a Disney cruise, you know. I mean, just." be just don't expect much and she was keeping telling me like no she's not gonna judge she's gonna give it all due time and you know giving it by the time we got on the ship and by the time we got to our cabin she was like this is not a Disney cruise. <laughs> it just there's nothing like that disney magic i 
It's unexplainable, just something that you feel. And that's one of the things that I try to encompass in my pictures on Instagram is that we're not kids anymore, but we are kids at heart. And when I go to the parks, when Wayne and I are there, we interact with the cast members, with the characters, because it just gives you that little bit of of feeling like a kid again and just putting you in that situation of, of complete magic. And that this is, you know, in our minds, we know, okay, this is a Disney character, Mm -hmm. but it's still, you still feel like you're really in that movie or you're really meeting Snow White. It's just, it's unexplainable. Mm And so, Wayne, whenever you decided that you were tired of shoveling snow in Pennsylvania, was it was it a kind of a natural decision at that time that you guys decided, all right, we need to move to Florida to be closer uh, to Disney, which had so much of your hearts? Yes, yeah, it was. Uh, and it's also, you know, Nicole's family all lives down here. You know, her, her parents are down here, her uncles, cousins, you know, everybody is down here. So it was, you know just a better it's like my family is 9000 miles away you know and her family is down in florida and also not liking shoveling snow it was just a better move to be closer to disney for that pure magic but also just to bring her closer to her family or to one of our families you know where mine is so far away just to her, for her to be closer to her family well, cool. It's a great time to mention uh, that, Nicole, you're on Instagram as magically underscore designed. And I know you get, you post some amazing pictures of your Disney style and also you and Wayne's adventures in the park. So everybody needs to make sure you go and follow you guys over on Instagram. Uh, but my question is, what prompted you to start the Instagram page uh, to, to sort of document your adventures in the parks? Um, I think so much of my personal Instagram page was consumed with Disney. And I thought I just want a vessel to just post um, Disney photos. um, And then also be a part of the Disney community, um, which is just so amazing. And every everything I see on Instagram with the Disney community is so positive. And Wayne and I just really wanted to join that community and, you know, get to know Um, other people that go to the parks all the time and just enjoy that Disney magic. Um, We just, we have a lot of things that we want to do. We want to start vlogging, um, but not only to do reviews and things like that, but really to just help people to understand how this Disney community really does come together and bring people together and also just to experience you know, and and putting it out there our experience and little tidbits and things to to help uh, guests that are coming to disney or going to disney you know most of the times and i keep on reminding nicole you know sometimes most of the times when we're in the park that you know most of the people that go there and a lot of us take it for granted is that most people that go there it's a once in a lifetime opportunity you know, and that's why I love going to the parks because the magic is always there is for that percentage of guests that come there that only has a once in a lifetime opportunity to experience it, that every single day is the same. And that's my love for Disney, that everybody can experience exactly the same 
thing. And I mean, I listened to your podcast with, uh, um, what's that, Magic Alley. Um, she, you know, and she was saying that, you know, the older they get, you know, friends were getting, you know, they would, uh, you know, everybody transgressed to go to uh, Universal, you know, for, you know, big rides and those kind of things. But, you know, the magic is not there. I mean, Nicole and myself was uh, past holders there as well, just to experience that, to, you know, go out of the box. But uh, we've given that up. I mean, I mean, it's it's not the it's not the same magic as what Disney delivers. And you know, having that page that Nicola started with Instagram and thinking of going to the um, uh, YouTube platform for vlogging and also the Instagram TV is just to help guests that are coming to the parks. You know, for that once in a lifetime opportunity to experience it the right way. Because it can be some, you know, most of the time when you go there, a lot of people don't know how to structure their day to experience the day to the fullest. Absolutely. I think you make an amazing point that, that you're exactly right, that a lot of us, you know, Disney fanatics who get to visit, you know, X number of times a year, take it for granted that there are people who, when they start planning for Disney, it's completely overwhelming and any kinds of tips or reviews that they can get to maximize their visit can really make a world of difference because if they miss out on a restaurant that would have been the perfect restaurant for them, then they might not have the opportunity to, to get back. And so I, I think you're exactly right that the Disney community is so great at that. And, and it's, it's so admirable that you guys are, are willing to jump in there and try to help people out to experience Disney the way that all of us are able to to understand its full potential. Sure. Absolutely. Cool. Well, I think um, we covered your story and we had some really good chats about um, the annual pass and, and how you guys are experienced, experiencing Disney nowadays. Um, so I think what we'll jump into next are our lightning round. So um, if you could both answer these individually, that'd be great. You might have some common answers, uh, but we'll just run through some, some hot topics in Disney. And if you can guys can just share kind of the first thing that comes to your mind. Sure. Sounds great. All right. So first one's easy. Just name the Disney parks that you visited. We've only visited the ones in Orlando, unfortunately, um, all four parks, but have not gone to any other, not California or any, any other parks, unfortunately. Not that's, yet. Our, that's, our, that's our bucket list is to go to every Disney park in the world, uh, Shanghai, Hong Kong, uh, Paris, um, go over to Alani, even though that's not a park, and then this land. Um, I've been fortunate enough to work on the cruise ships, you know, which is a, a small little park on its own and having Castaway Key and all those kind of things where it's a park feel. But um, we're probably going to get to all the other ships. The, the Disney Magic was my ship that I, I worked on all the time. Um, I opened up the dream when they finished building it and bring it over from Amsterdam when we restocked it and bring it over to the United States. But we'll, we'll get through all the parks that's our dream but all four down here we do four parks on one day is what we <laughs> sometimes <do>. sometimes <laughs> you know, but most of the times we'll do two you know jumping between epcot and hollywood studios or starting early morning quickly at um, uh, animal kingdom and then heading over to magic kingdom awesome and which one is your favorite park and why favorite park and why that's a that's a tough 
question. It really is because everyone is unique in its own. But um, I'm going to say Animal Kingdom is my favorite personally because I have my country is in there and the animals and seeing the wildlife and, you know, that nostalgic feeling that you get that you're back home. That's why I'm always drawn to Animal Kingdom. I love Hollywood Studios because I love that old Hollywood feel. Um, it just, my two favorite rides are there and I just absolutely love Hollywood Studios. Awesome. So you kind of touched on this a little bit, but maybe if you could narrow it down to just one, what would be your Disney bucket list trip? Uh, I'm uh, Olani. I, I think Olani because, I mean, Nicole wants to go back to um, Hawaii. I've never been to Hawaii. So, I mean, and it's one of my places that I want to get at. So I'm going to say Olani. I'm going to have to go with, with um, Disney World, pa Disneyland Paris. Um, I have always wanted to go to Paris and going to Disney there would just be a dream come true. Next would be, since you guys are local, I don't know how many of you, how many you've experienced, but your favorite Disney resort? Uh, Disney Resort, even though that we live, uh, you know, just down the road from it, you know, we still stay on the grounds uh, most of the time when we go there. But I'm going to say my favorite would be uh, the Polynesian. Um, Polynesian because, you know, just of the feel when you walk in, the island feel that's on it. And um, Ohana that's there, that's our favorite breakfast. Every time for breakfast, we'll be right there. I would have to agree. The Polynesian is amazing. That island feel you get, every detail is just on point, and I just, I love the Polynesian. I I completely agree. The Polynesian is my favorite resort as well, and I think the smell is what just, like, kicks it up another notch for me. That it just, There's such a distinct smell whenever you walk through the lobby of the Polynesian that is just second to none almost anywhere else in the parks, I, I think. Well, I that's, agree. that's the same smell that you get on Soren when you're flying over um, the island with the guys on the canoes coming towards the island. That's the same that you get there. So next would be your favorite ride or attraction. Ooh, favorite ride. Um, it's probably still being built at this point because I know it's going to be amazing, but I'm not going to do that spoiler right now, but I'm going to say Hollywood Tower Terror. Okay. Hollywood Tower Terror would be my favorite one. I have to say Rock and Roller Coaster. I love the thrill of the Rock and Roller Coaster. That acceleration when you first get on is just amazing. I love the cue of Rock and Roller Coaster, especially seeing guests that it's maybe their first time riding it. And when you come out of the show area and, you, and you're in that little queue before you get on the ride and, and watching people see the acceleration or the takeoff, yeah. maybe <laughs> didn't know what they were getting into is, yes. is pure entertainment. It is. And then when you get off and you see the expression on their face, I just love it. On the um, little picture screens, mm -hmm. it's awesome. Definitely one of the highlights of our day. Yeah, a little short story. So I was somewhat of a thrill ride chicken uh, growing up. But uh, when my wife and I started dating way back in the day, we 
she was a thrill ride enthusiast, but um, <laughs> I was actually with my parents the first time I rode Rock and Roller Coaster, and my big thing is I did not want to go upside down. Um, and so I asked them, you know, probably a hundred times while we were in the queue and before we got on, does this ride go upside down? Does this ride go upside down? And they were all in unison saying, no, it does not go upside down. But that, without a doubt, that loop was the favorite part of the ride for me. And, and then from that, I was so, uh, you know, distraught that I had missed out on so many years of riding thrill rides and, and riding roller coasters that go upside down. Yeah. It's also a funny story. When I started working for Disney, the, my very first contract, there was a, when we were going through um, Disney University back then, um, there was a guy from Australia that was one of the lightning uh, technicians for the shows and sharing a room in the um, uh, All-Stars um, sports resort. That's where all the cast members stay before they go to the to joining the ships. And um, we had a, a couple free days before going to the ship after learning everything from Disney that um, we were in Magic Kingdom and we were all about doing a ride and the two of us went to Space Mountain and uh, we went through the whole thing and the guy never said anything and once we got off of the ride, he actually had a like a severe fear of uh, roller coasters and he only told me afterwards. And the guy was as white as a sheep, and that was bad. So, so did he ride any more thrill rides the rest of the year? Oh, he... not at all. We went uh, over to um, Hollywood Studios, and um, it was it was all done. You know, he wasn't on any more rides, and it, like I, I just felt sorry for the guy. I didn't even go on any, and that was my first time at Disney, and. I was just so excited to get out and have two days of roller coasters and rides and things that I didn't just out of respect for the guy just hanging with him and I didn't do a single ride after that again. Well, thankfully now you're making up for all that lost time and, and oh, able yeah. to. Oh, oh yes, no, of course. <laughs> so next would be your favorite snack. Favorite snack. Hmm. I'm going to go with a alcoholic snack and I'm gonna say the um, coconut rum door whip at Animal Kingdom. I'm gonna say mine is the Mickey Head chocolate covered Mickey Head ice cream pop. I love that one. That's my favorite. Anytime I get a snack at Disney, that's always my choice. I'm not really that adventurous and I also am gluten free. So I can't do like the cupcakes and things like that. So I'm really limited, but I love that the Mickey head ice cream bar. Mm -hmm. Next would be your favorite restaurant. A favorite restaurant. There's so many. I mean, we, we haven't had a bad experience out of them, but I'm going to say my favorite personally will be probably Jiko at Animal Kingdom Lodge um, because of all the South African wines that are there and all the food is prepared the South African way. Mine's definitely Ohana. I love that character meal. It's so wonderful and they really do a lot of gluten-free options. Um, every time we go to Disney and we're staying overnight in one of the resorts, we always go to the Ohana breakfast. So next would be your favorite Disney movie. Um, I'm I'm gonna go 
like definitely the new Beauty and the Beast. I'm going to say that that's stepped up a couple of notches on all the previous uh, movies that's been out there. Um, I mean, we've watched all Disney movies many, many times. My favorite is going to be hands down Beauty and the Beast. And then right after that on its tail, it's going to be all the Guardians of the Galaxies. I am agreeing with Wayne on this one. The live Beauty and the Beast is my favorite. So Wayne, I have to ask, when you were doing, trying not to do spoiler alert for your favorite ride, were you indicating <laughs> the Guardians of the Galaxy ride? Yes, I, I was. <laughs> <laughs> yep, I'm so excited for that. And just, I've been watching all the construction updates and it's just amazing how gigantic that building is. Oh, we just, you know, we were there yesterday and we were standing right next to it. And, you know, watching that coming up from ground up, you know, it's just, it's just becoming bigger and bigger and bigger. And when you're on the monorail and you're coming past there and you can see how far they are with the building work and how the tracks are starting to lay out, it's just more and more excitement is building for, for the end project to be able to experience that. And I, I'm a huge Guardians of the Galaxy fan as well, and I've probably watched um, every single track uh, record um, ride-through that you can find online of the Mission Breakout ride in California Adventure. And we're going to Disneyland in California Adventure uh, just in the middle of next month, so I'm so excited uh, awesome. to ride that. That's awesome. We can't wait to see the pictures. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> I'll probably be, we'll probably have to ride it twice. So once we'll ride it just to take it all in. And then the second time, you know, we'll, we'll try to document it as well as we can. Awesome. Yeah, that's awesome. That's awesome. So next would be your favorite Disney song. Favorite Disney song. Bear Necessity. I would say mine is Under the Sea. Cool. From The, from the Little Mermaid. Yeah. I love that one. And next would be your favorite Disney quote? To infinity and beyond. Um, mine is, all you need is faith, trust, and a little pixie dust. And the last one of the lightning round is your favorite Disney memory? Meeting my wife. Meeting my husband, of course. That there is nothing in the world that will ever compare. I thought that might be a little a softball <laughs> question for you, but didn't want to didn't want to assume anything. <laughs> well, cool. Thank you so much for running through those. Um, it's been interesting. I've, since this is our tenth episode, I'm gonna have to start making a matrix or, or spreadsheet or something to keep up with all these, um, because we're getting so many different answers and sparking so many new ideas that. Uh, of things to experience in the parks and new restaurants to eat at and new snacks to try. So it's been really interesting to hear everybody's uh, favorites in all these different Disney categories. Awesome. Yeah, no, that's a great idea. So the last question is something that we're asking all of our guests, and it'll be a really um, cool question for you guys, especially because I know that your Instagram play page at Magically um, Designed um, is not too um, old. You haven't been working on it too long. So it's fresh for you guys. So if you have a piece of parting guidance to someone who's looking to make a change to make Disney part of their personal, professional life or just a way to express their love for Disney, what would your advice to those people be? Just be yourself. Just just be yourself. 
you know, when you're walking through the parks and everything, you see all the vloggers, you know, you see all the people that are involved in this. It's not about being them or like them. It's be yourself. Be just put your experience that you're experiencing and onto your page. You know, it's everybody will follow you for just that. You know, and uh, a couple of guys on the podcast have said, you know, your phone is your best tool. It's in your pocket. You've said it. You know, you and your wife juggle your bags, and you like the the bag-free lines and things like that. I'm I'm that. Nicole, on the other hand, has you know two <laughs> luggage pieces and you know, things like that with you know all the outfit changes and things. But you know, I'm with her. It's what makes she ha- makes her happy. And that's what she wants to do. But your phone is your best equipment, and take all videos and pictures that you you know you, that you can, and just post it out there. You know, we just mentioned early on. You know, a lot of people don't have the opportunity, or they have a once in a lifetime opportunity to come, and that's why they follow these pages is to see our Disney community, our Disney fanatics' experiences in the parks, and trying to live that dream. I totally agree with Wayne. Um, You know, there have been days that we go to the parks with the intentions of taking a lot of photos. And I feel like those are the days when I never get the photos that I really like. Um, Our page is very new and we do right now, we're only using our phones. It's go and have fun and just post the things that you love and other people will love it too because they'll see your passion um, and don't be afraid to be yourself. Absolutely. I think that is amazing advice. And I don't know if you guys ever watch uh, the Tim Trucker videos on YouTube, but he talks about that when he first started vlogging um, in Disney, he was very self-conscious about it Um, and that holding a camera in his face, walking around the parks. And so his way of coping with it was to just put on some sunglasses so people couldn't really tell what he was looking at or, or how he was doing it. But I think uh, you're exactly right that you just have to go and be yourself and be comfortable and let your passion shine through. And and that's what people are attracted to. Absolutely. Well, awesome. Well, I think uh, we covered everything um, so far. So is there anything else that you guys wanted to share with the listeners? Just enjoy the Disney magic. Live your dreams. Live your dreams to the fullest, you know, and share it with everybody out there. Just everything that you can get out there in the Disney world, just get it out there so that, you know, people who are less fortunate can experience the same kind of magic that we're experiencing. Just have faith and courage and be brave and do your thing. Do what makes you happy and live your passion. Um, Fear is a dream killer, and if I would have been afraid, which I was a little bit, to approach Wayne, we would not be living our happily ever after. Um, I feel like that little bit of pixie dust got me Mm -hmm. over my fear, and now we've been together for almost eight years. So just don't be afraid and live your dreams. Well, Wayne and Nicole, thank you so much for coming on today and sharing your story. Um, I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. 
Um, and please continue sharing your story because I think you're exactly right that you're able to share that Disney magic that so many people connect with. So everybody make sure you go follow uh, Nicole and Wayne and connect with them on Instagram at magically underscore designed. See their adventures in the parks, see Nicole's style, um, and hear, and continue following their story as it unfolds. Thanks, Brandon. Thank, Thank you, you so, much. so much. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of Detour to Neverland. Please feel free to reach out to me at detourtoneverlandpod at gmail.com and visit our website, detourtoneverland.com. There you can find the link to our Facebook discussion group and read our blog with trip reports, tips and tricks, and reviews from the parks. Make sure you subscribe to never miss an episode and drop us an iTunes review with any feedback or suggestions. See you next week for our next episode.